I'll just start with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we can come together, we can worship you, we can spend some time in your word and also consider some of the works that are done in your kingdom. May this time be a blessing to us all. We ask this in your name. Amen. Good morning again. Um, I'm going to be sharing with you people about a ministry I've been involved with since 2013 and it's called Crossroad Prison Ministries. It was started in America in 1984 by a man called Tom DeVries. He'd been visiting prisoners in jail and starting relationships with them. But often when he would come back to visit them again, he would find that they'd been moved to another prison, another division, and he would lose contact. This sort of discouraged him and he was sharing the word of Jesus with them and was very despondent when he couldn't continue it. So he came up with a correspondence course so that if they moved, he could still maintain contact. And over time, this became Crossroads Bible Institute. This is the second time I've presented about this to, the, to you guys. The other time was about five years ago, I think. And last time, it was called Crossroad Bible Institute, but we've had a new CEO come in and thought the word institute was not very welcoming to prisoners. So it's now called Crossroad Prison Ministries. It sounds a bit nicer. Today, Crossroads is operating in 23 countries around the world. It's spread from America everywhere. Crossroads Australia, we operate in Australia, the PNG, Solomon Islands and Fiji. Last time I spoke to you, I, I did share how I actually got involved in this. And I'll just shortly repeat that because I sort of think it's a pretty good story. I, I'd known about Crossroads for a long time. Um, I used to go to the Reformed Church in Elizabeth and I reckon it would have been in the 90s I first heard about it and it sort of always sort of was in my heart that this was something that I should do but sort of never really got around to it. I had a, uh, a good friend of the family who was just seeing if Craig and Michelle were here but they're not. It was actually Craig's grandfather and I knew that he was involved in uh, Crossroads and we, we often see each other, well he's passed now but we used to see each other and uh, we were having a family get together. I thought, oh good, Bob will be there, this time I'm going to ask him. So I went to this uh, lunch and I got there and Bob wasn't there and uh, I asked where he was and they said, oh he's actually uh, at an event for Crossroads. I said, oh, he said, but he'll be here soon. So he came and he actually came, he sat down right next to me. He sat next to me and he said, have you ever thought about getting involved in Crossroads? <laughs> and I said, well, I can't say no. <laughs> so he was, I told him what my plan was and he just said to me, oh yes, God works in mysterious ways. Before I started mentoring with Crossroads, I had been to correctional centres quite a few times in my employment. I worked, so I, I work on elevators and I used to service lifts in Yatla and in the uh, remand centre. Before going there, I sort of had a bit of an idea that you hear people say, uh, you know, prisons are like a holiday camp. People get whatever they want. But if you've been there, <laughs> you see it's not. It's not a nice place. One time I had to go to the Atla B division. The prisoners were being moved around. If they were being moved, they would go from one spot to another. There was groups of prisoners who weren't allowed to mingle with each other. There was protected prisoners and the high security and the general people. 
So when they were moving, they had to lock all the doors and only the corridor where they were going could be open and anyone who wasn't involved had to get out the way. And I was with a, uh, a warden and he said, oh, we have to go into the bunker. So you go into this like glass chamber and you see the prisoners walking past and as they're going past, he's going, that's the guy who put the bodies in the freezer, that's the guy who did this, that's the guy who did that. And they knew the release date of every, every person. They obviously talk about that a lot when they're getting out. And it really struck me that they just looked like normal people. And I started to think, like, how would these people end up in this place and how would they end up doing what they did to get there? It sort of, sort of really sort of struck me. I, I felt compelled, like I said, to get involved in Crossroads. My, my mother and my stepfather were mentors in Crossroads. And uh, so I sort of felt really just my duty, I suppose, to do it. So what does Crossroads do? I've just got a video that we'll show. It's called Brendan's Story. My life before prison harbored a sinister side that I haven't ever really shared before. I just bought a block of land. I had two businesses, multiple European cars, surrounded by the signs of success. I'd burn money on holidays, clothes, or just partying with my friends on a night out. We have this void in our hearts. In all the things I possessed, true happiness was not one of them. I remember the first day, the sound of a steel door slamming. My life had just been restricted to the cardboard box I held in front of me. The floor was wet, mattress stained, walls covered in bodily fluids. I was facing multiple charges with a penalty of life imprisonment. The whole reason for Crossroads to exist is for people like Brendan. Prison is a place where people come and they find Literally, figuratively, their backs to the wall. Crossroads provides a Bible correspondence program which consists of over 100 lessons spread out over 12 courses and three tiers. At the center of the Crossroads uh, program is a mentoring process between mentors and students which is nurtured by the writing of letters. And the mentor is able to, to input spiritual guidance, guidance and counseling. And what comes out of this is a beautiful relationship that will last beyond the prison walls. And from some of the relationships that I've witnessed, it looks like it will last for life. I started the Crossroads Bible course as a skeptic. I knew there was a higher power in our universe, but I was yet to feel his presence. I've learned now nothing from this world can fill that void. That place in our heart, it's reserved for God. I feel his kindness, humility, and passion, like the older brother that teaches you tough lessons in life, yet comforts you when you fail. He is the friend that actually meant it when he said he would be there through thick and thin. When I wrote that first letter, I wrote three. And I got so nervous, I phoned Jack in the office and said, Jack, what is the right thing to write? And he laughed, he said, Maureen, there is no right thing, pray more. Um, 
and I went back and I prayed and, and it just flowed uh, from the spirit. I, I like it. it it's, it's rewarding. It's, it's like a letter from a pen pal, if anyone still understands that old-fashioned concept. But it's a, it's, it's a growth in Christ, but it also is, uh, they become part of the Crossroads family. Uh, as I said, many of them are isolated from their families, but they, they, they become a, a member of your universe. You pray for them, you talk to them uh, through the letters, you can give them more personal guidance of your own experience. Say, well, this is not a universal solution, but when I was confronted with it, this worked for me. You know, I find that very special. Long-term imprisonment, the mind can be your worst enemy. A simple letter of encouragement has the power to shine the brightest light in the darkest places. Who is Jesus to me? The Son of God, the man that saved my life. No more guilt, disappointment, jealousy, and fear. I used to read it in the Bible and think I believed it, but I've really learned that every person can turn around. Um, criminals that you read about in the paper and you think, oh, never. Uh, can become really aware and repentant and love God. That's really, for me, that is fundamental to the Bible. And I think I have grown in that. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Thank you very much. I'm also just going to share a, a bit of a slideshow that explains Crossroads a bit more. Uh, if we could have that up, please. Crossroads Prison Ministry Australia is part of an interdenominational mission in 23 countries. We operate out of in Australia, PNG, Solomon Islands, and Fiji. Currently, Crossroads is in 79 of 103 prisons in Australia, three out of 18 prisons in PNG and two out of 15 prisons in Fiji, and one out of five prisons in Solomon Islands. Next. We are commanded by Christ to visit those in prison. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were there together with them in prison. Crossroads Prison Ministries is all about the good news of Jesus. Only can, Jesus can break through the chains of a prisoner and bring true freedom to those that come to know him. One prisoner's testimony states, I'm experiencing God's presence in my life in ways I never imagined possible. I've learned how to apply the Bible teaching in worldly matters that has transformed my life for the better. The mentor has been amazing and inspiring. Next one, please. At Crossroads, we connect prisoners with volunteer mentors in Christ-centred relationships that restore lives through the gospel. Through the Crossroads Correspondence Mentor Program, volunteers, mentors, volunteer mentors write to prisoners, men and women, review their completed Bible study lessons and answer their questions. They share their stories from their own lives and help the students to see how God is speaking to them through his word. How the program works. Crossroads send out a Bible study. The student completes the lesson, mails it back to the office. Crossroads sends the next lesson to the student and forwards the student's complete lesson to a volunteer mentor. As the student works on their lesson, the material, the mentor reviews the complete lesson and mails it back to the student along with an encouraging letter. 
So this way it keeps going while he's waiting for the uh, reply, he's got another one to do, or she. And um, also there's a uh, roadmap, we call it. It's like a, an extra devotional uh, pamphlet that goes with it that they do as well, and we get to see them too. We have 132 study lessons in our mission. They are represented in three tiers and they are contained in our curriculum. First level has 29 lessons and that's more of an introductory type of course about introducing people to Christ and, and a, a quite a good general uh, background of what the Bible is and what it means to us. When the prisoners are in the tier one course, the uh, Lessons are sent to the office and then it goes to uh, go to any mentor like this. It's random. We get, I'm, I do the tier one lessons and we get lessons from a different person each time. Uh, I mail it back and it's done like uh, without having to give your name or address or anything like that. You just send it back as your Crossroads mentor. Uh, the level two has 55 lessons. That's tier two. And once a student has completed the first tier, uh, they are sort of we the lessons that we mark, we report back to the office to see how the student's going, and uh, they can sort of see that they're you know up to it and uh, coping well with it. If they go into lesson two, they actually, the tier two, they actually get their own mentor. So people who have gone to tier two as a mentor will then get a lesson from the same prisoner time after time so that's the relationship that they're talking about later on the level uh, tier three is an advanced level and that actually is equal to a first year bible college that's 48 lessons and it provides students with the necessary training to lead ministries within their communities inside or outside prison and that has happened like people who have been here for a long time have actually gone right right up to that stage and and are leading people in the prison We currently mentor more than 600 inmate students, although my paperwork here says 750, so that might be old. And we have more than, my paperwork says 500 volunteers, and we mark over 8,000 lessons per year. And that has been impacted a bit by COVID, uh, not getting lessons from overseas at the moment, or well, I haven't had one for a long time. But uh, there's still been calls put out. We, we do our lessons um, you can do it on a, whatever basis you want you can do it once a month if you want or once a fortnight um, but we're still every now and then getting a call for people to take extra lessons because there's too many so we could still use more mentors Next one. this is very very interesting I think this um, the top section is from America. 95% of prisoners will be released. 66 will be re-arrested. 50% of those will return to prison again. Less than 20% that have done our course will return to prison. And here in Australia, it's 11% that will be re-arrested. And in PNG, it's almost zero. So it's, it's definitely uh, a good thing. The next one. So 
Today, what I'm talking about is if people would like to get involved, and the first thing is definitely prayer. It's a prayer-based ministry, and we can always use your prayers. And your, your thoughts, just thinking about becoming a mentor, mentor you will help prisoners build a, a solid foundation that they will grow in God's word. It's for people who desperately need it. And the other thing is what I found. I was a bit, bit slack in my own Bible study, but doing this, it really keeps me going. I'm, I'm learning a lot as I'm going as well, which is, which is great. And financial support, I suppose all ministries are always asking for that, but I'm happy to report that our church actually does support um, Crossroads. It's done in the, the tithing that uh, is done through the Treasury. So that is really good. I'm just going to read Romans 12, a section of that now. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing in your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will for by the grace given me I say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with so sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you well just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function so in Christ we though many from one body and each member belongs to all the others we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy in accordance with your face, faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. And if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another, honour one another above yourselves, never lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. With one another. Do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Um, as you have seen, the letters are quite important part of the, of the ministry. And it gives us an indication of how the students are going and also whether some of the students need any extra resources. I had a prisoner from Fiji told me that he needed some size 8 flip-flops. <laughs> But we don't have them. <laughs> when we mark lessons, they have questions, and some of the questions are a short essay, and the students are encouraged to share their views and thoughts. Many share how they've been saved, what concerns they have, or, or what little or no contact they have with family or friends outside. Many have burnt their relationships through their crimes. For some, Crossroads is their only uh, contact. I had a lesson from a Solomon Islands prisoner. He told me he couldn't wait for his next lesson. He would round up all his friends and they'd all sit together on his bed and do the lesson. I sort of thought, why don't the others just join? But 
English can be a problem in the other countries and many may be illiterate, so it's good that they can share. Many worry about their family, their wife, their children. Many share the joy of finding Jesus and many are returning to Jesus. I've had some talk about their grandmother or a family member who was a Christian and remember things they were told about long ago. Sometimes I see the fruit of the seeds that have been sowed long before. In jail, there's plenty of time to think. There's lots of, the pressures of daily life have changed and they have time to consider Jesus. Like I said, I've been doing Crossroads since 2013 and I've marked uh, lessons and written letters to about 120 prisoners. And like the lady in the video says, it just seems to mostly flow. Some can be harder when you have no prayer requests or the answers are yes, no. But I've always been able to at least write a full page. Writing letters is not my strength. It's not natural for me. But I pray and it must be the spirit that helps me. My last lesson was from a man who's doing life in prison. He told me how he used to pray, how happy he was to pray to God. He was a Hindu when he came to prison and had to pray to many different gods. And he has now found Jesus. Some stories of the prisoners are just amazing. A few times I've been told that the best thing that happened to them was going to jail because there they found Jesus. Um, we'll just play the next video. We'd be looking at the door because that's where they slide it under the door. If you don't get one, your heart just drops. It's the letter of encouragement that becomes the lifeline for them behind bars. Um, if you think about the fact that less than 12% of prison population get regular visitors, um, it's very understandable how life-giving a letter can be. We know that there are 2.2 million people who are behind bars right now, 95% of whom will be released, which seems like great news. Um, but then we know that two out of three of those who are released will be rearrested. For a long time, our society's been asking the question, how do we lock bad people up? But here at Crossroads, we want to ask the question, how do we send good people home? Prison can be a pretty hard, dark place. And a word of encouragement from somebody on the outside is gold. It just carries you through. Man, a letter is huge, man. Um, I felt like a baby on Christmas morning every time I got a letter. That's how exciting it was. Like having something precious like a jewel or a diamond. Friends, nobody wrote back. Family, nobody ever wrote back. And they married. It was my Bible instructor for several years. She was like a second mom that was just there for me. Uh, you know, if I was going through something, she wanted to know what was going on and spiritually hold my hand through the process. I didn't really know who Jesus was. And that was something that I had to learn while I was incarcerated. And a big part of that was through the crossroads and their mentorship and, and the lesson plans that were sent and the conversations that went back and forth. A letter in the mail is... The high point of my week when I uh, receive those lessons. It's uh, something I feel the Lord has called me to. I have some educational background in Bible training and teaching, and this is just a beautiful fit. It kind of opened my eyes um, in terms of what is in the Bible about helping prisoners. 
it's pretty convincing that we have an obligation to help others and help those in prison. Uh, it gives me a sense of connecting with the prison ministry, especially when I sit there and open the letters that are being sent in and seeing where all the lessons come from all over the country. Today we have uh, over 30,000 students that are working with over 5,000 volunteers through a mail-based Bible correspondence course. Inmates will get connected to a mentor. The basic program of bringing uh, the, the church and, and church members as mentors in connection with prisoners in the, the prisons and the locations uh, around the world. But the lessons uh, are designed to build your relationship with Jesus and strengthen your relationship with the Father. 95% of these prisoners are going back to their homes by the end of their sentence. And I think it's all of our responsibilities to help them go back successfully. I don't care where you've been. I just care where you're going and to come alongside of that person and help carry them through the coming days. Serve the lost and lonely, to reach out to the widow, to the orphan, to the prisoner, and that's what Crossroads does through the mentorship program, and I wanted to be a part of that. That's what we're supposed to do. I mean, it is biblical. Yeah, we invite you to be a, a part of a movement of, of churches across the world who are taking up the call to minister and to remember those in prison, writing a letter to those behind bars who are actually visiting them. And when we do that, um, we are fulfilling a call from Jesus. Today, I would invite you to respond to that call by becoming a mentor, coming alongside a student as they begin to learn about God, uh, study his word, and apply those truths to their lives. For all the things that people did for my husband and for us, just it wouldn't be right if we didn't if we didn't do the same and i've been uh, a volunteer for crossroads in uh, the prison ministry for about 25 years and uh, it's been quite a rich and rewarding experience the bible says remember people in prison like you were there with them i can't think of a, a more clear call that the bible actually gives us is to remember people in prison and to visit them in any way that we can and that's what we do here at crossroads Thank you. I've got a, a letter here from uh, a student, a former student, who did the crossroads here in Australia. Dear Crossroads, hi there everyone at Crossroads. I'm so glad to be do back doing my Bible study with you all once again. So prisoners do to this when they've left prison and they've been released. Some still do continue the, the courses, so this is what this guy's done. I have been on a wonderful spiritual journey since the last time we communicated. Our Lord has been guiding me and watching over me. I got released from Bradbury Prison to our residential rehab called Teen Challenge in Esperance, WA. God made a way for me to come straight from prison, which is something that is not normally allowed. I believe that all the prayer requests on the back of my lessons have made a difference. This place is like a Bible college for baddies, haha. <laughs> I love it and could not be happier. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for planting the seed of Christ in my heart and for helping me make him the desire of my heart. May the peace of Christ be with you all. Love from Ryan.
So how hard is it to do this? It's easy. Um, the tier one, which I do, I think almost anybody could do it. Uh, but not anybody does it. We uh, screen people. You need to get like a reference letter from your pastor and things like that to make sure that you are a, a Christian who wants to spread the, spread the word. And there's some simple training that we do before you start. I've actually trained some people. I did uh, Last time I did this, I had a few people come forward and like uh, Jim Gall and Tony and Vonnie became involved, which was really good. They're still doing it. When you were doing this, the reporting, it can be done online, most of them are, and by email, you can go on the website, but it can be done by phone and mail, so if you don't want to, or, or don't use the internet, that's not an excuse. You don't have to be fantastic at it. You don't have to be super clever or super smart. Um, there's an actual answer book to help you with marking the lesson, so you know that you're going to say what's right and what's wrong. And maybe you're thinking, your writing's not good enough, or your spelling's not good enough. Um, or should ask Janine <laughs> what mine's like. But we get through. So if people are interested, come and see me. I'll, I'm happy to run another training session, even if you just want to come to that and check it out further and see if it's uh, for you. It's not for everyone. Not everybody will want to do it, and I understand that. So, yeah... If you uh, think about it, yeah, definitely pray about it and consider it. Um, I'm just going to do something a bit different this time. I'm going to just ask if there's any questions that people might have about this crossroads. Any other thing that they might want to know? Or yeah. If you didn't hear, Amy was just asking how personal or how much you share with the people in the letters and are we allowed to share like personal stuff? Yes, we are. Um, but in the tier one, we do... Be careful because you don't really know who you're communicating with. Like, once that relationship has been uh, established, the crossroads get to know the prisoner more. But I, I can tell them, you know, what I do, my age, I've got grandkids, things like that. They seem to like that sort of stuff. The um, other thing is, in the Tier 1, there's a new course that last time I presented wasn't there. Um, there's three lessons. It's like an introduction to the introductory course. And that one, I've done that a few times, and that one you do have the same person for three in a row, which is actually quite good because then you do, they respond to what you write and you can respond back. So, yeah. But, yeah, there is, um, the only thing you don't want to do at that stage is, like, you know, give me your full name or your address or anything like that, I think. Okay, well, I've, yeah. Well, I've written to, to the PNG Solomons Fiji and Australia, and uh, P&G, Solomons, um, what did I say, the <laughs> Australia, yeah. Um, I've written to all of them, and to West Australia, they want to be another country. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the time that you want to put in, um, it's really up to you. Like I said, you can do either one a month, or uh, one a fortnight, one a week, whatever you like, and if you need a break, you can just send a message to the office or ring them up, just say, look, I'm unavailable for the next few months, which, oh, no, no, I would probably do, well, I do it fortnightly, and it's probably one or two hours on each, um, depending on how the lesson is, some are easier than others, yeah, no, I've never, I've never met any, especially because I'm still in the tier one, so that's still uh, anonymous, yeah. 
I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure how it happens. I know that the, the chaplains that work in the prisons um, know about us and they often will share and other students. But I don't think it's just something that they all get, you know, told, here you go, sort of thing. But I'm pretty sure most of them, where, the, where it is active, they would hear about it, yeah. They weren't, but I actually um, had a look at where the lessons were coming from and there is some coming from Victoria now, so which is a good thing because Victoria was uh, not letting us have access to the prisoners. But, so I'm not exactly sure how that's even happened, but answered a prayer, I think. There's, yeah, I don't know that there's any direct connection, but um, I remember a long time ago we had prison fellowship come here and I spoke to them and they said, oh, Crossroads, yeah, we know them. Yeah. And they do, they do also pass on our existence like, to the, and recommend. Yeah. Um, actually, the guy that uh, introduced me to it, the guy who sat down and said to me, interested in doing crossroads, he actually did both. He used to go in and visit in the, the prisons here. Yeah, I've had that quite a few times as well. You, you look in at the answer, you think, huh? <laughs> and then I've looked in different translations, figured out which one they were using. Um, but also, I've, I could then just um, send a message to the office and let them know, and they'll send them a Bible. And just recently, I had that again. And uh, I said to the office, uh, I think he's using a different translation, can you send him an NIV? And uh, they said, oh, he's already got one, but some just prefer it. So <laughs> then you just got to go along with it. It's not, the, the aim isn't to get everything, you know, 100% by the, you know, by the letter. It's just basically to share the gospel. So we're happy to go along with that, yeah. And I think now all new... Um, Students, when they sign up, they actually get given a Bible straight up front, so, which is good. That seems a bit. Okay, I'll just wrap it up. Oh, sorry, Bonnie. Yeah, I've had similar experiences. Um, I've also had some where I've opened them up, read the lesson, and I thought, I think I'll just think about this for a while, <laughs> put it down. I'll come back later and, yeah, and pray about it. And that's, like I said, I've always managed to get there, so... There's definitely some help from above, I think. Years ago, I had an uncle come and visit me when I was about 20. That uncle was Uncle John. He's a, the man who preached here and baptised some of my grandchildren. And he said to me, what am I doing for the Lord in my life? He was the sort of guy that would do that, put you on the spot. And I felt really uncomfortable. I didn't appreciate the question. And I didn't like the question because I didn't have a good answer. I'm not saying that I'm perfect now. I could do more for sure. But I think this is a question we should all ask ourselves. What are we doing for the Lord? Crossroads isn't going to be for everybody. It's not going to be up everybody's alley. But we all do need to consider what we are doing in our walk with God. Just like to bring up, we've got our nominations up for our church at the moment. Just ask people to consider what they think they could be doing. We have our fate coming up. Can you help? We're always after more Sunday school teachers. If it's not crossroads, it's, it should be something. So please consider what you could do. Pray about it. Seek the Lord's guidance in this service. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. I'll just close, close with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for crossroads. Thank you for people who pray for us and the mentors and for the students. May this be something that will touch their students' hearts and bring them to you. 
Thank you that it is also a blessing to us. And may your kingdom come. We ask this in your name. Amen.